One thing I love more than coming on this program and telling you all the good news of the day, and that is uh, eating Bilt Bars because it's like a candy bar. I mean, who wouldn't love it? Bilt Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 7 grams of protein. My wife loves them. Stu's wife loves them. But they like them because they're healthy. I like them because they have real chocolate, 100% real chocolate. I don't know how they make them. Probably some sort of witchcraft or voodoo. I don't really care. It tastes great. Built.com. Go there, use the promo code BECK and get 15% off your order now. Use the promo code BECK and save 15%. Stay in shape. Have a great snack. And uh, enjoy all of the different flavors at Built.com. That's Built.com. Twisted Freak, last night it happened. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. I have the balls and the strikes on both Trump and DeSantis. He announced last night in one of the most disciplined speeches I've ever seen him give. And the media, of course, loved it. We'll tell you all about it in 60 seconds. Sad to say, but there are a lot of people right now that want nothing more in life than to steal your stuff. Wouldn't it be great if people would just leave other people alone? You know, why? I don't get it. You work so hard to be a bad guy. It's so much easier just to live off the government, quite honestly. They'll use the most sinister, sophisticated ways possible to do it. And if you think you're immune, you're wrong. If you think that cybersecurity doesn't apply to you, it's uh, probably uh, just a matter of time until it's your turn. Because everything we do is online light right now, and you don't want to cut internet safety out of the budget. Right now, you can get 25% off a subscription to LifeLock, top of the line in cybersecurity. With both preventative measures to keep you safe, and because nobody can monitor everything, access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Join now, save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK and save 25% off at 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. So, I don't know, did, did you watch the uh, speech 
uh, yesterday? Yeah, a good chunk of it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I watched. Uh, I watched most of it myself. I've never seen him that disciplined. He did everything that he needed to do, and none of the other crap, uh, which would have gotten him in trouble. Uh, he did not take on Ron DeSantis or anybody else uh, in the uh, GOP. Did not eat his own. He instead reminded people to vote for Georgia, uh, vote in Georgia for Walker. He reminded people of his accomplishments and what America used to be like just two short years ago and then laid out an agenda to bring it back. He also did not bring up the 2020 election, which I thought him being focused forward is the biggest thing that he he had to do. And he did it last night. Um, now, I, because I call balls and strikes, there's the good things that Trump did. Uh DeSantis, I think, stumbled yesterday. Stop it. Stop it. Yesterday, he came out and he said something about Trump. I, I don't even remember what it was. I, he, he, I mean, people asked, well, people asked him about Trump attacking him. And I think what his quote, he said, he said, it wasn't that bad. He said, oh, you know, incoming fire is part of the gig. You know, I just say, look at the scoreboard from last week. Yeah, I mean, he, I, here he is, cut four. I'd like to know what you think about Trump's big announcement and some of the less than flattering comments he has made about you. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned, like learned in this job, is um, uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, and it's constantly attacking. And this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my four-year term. And yet, I think what you, what you learn is, all that's just noise. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And, and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. It, it was the the, the greatest was. Uh, Republican victory in the history of the state of Florida. I don't know. I think that's the right tone for him. I mean, he can't. You know, I would have just liked him. And, I just would have liked him to say, "Yeah, Trump helped me out, and I have no problem with Trump." And that's just me nitpicky. But okay. I just would like. I would just like somebody to surrender here and say, "I, I don't have enemies in the GOP." I'd like somebody to play Ronald Reagan. And I thought Donald Trump did the best that Donald Trump can do last night. He didn't fire off any shots, which I thought was amazing. Of course, it wasn't enough for the media. Oh, boy. Uh, Donald Trump um, announces he's running for president in 2024. Uh, This is uh, from the Washington Post. Donald Trump, the twice impeached former president who refused to concede defeat and inspired a failed attempt to overturn the 2020 election, culminating in a deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol, officially declared on Tuesday night that he's running to retake the White House in 2024. Well, I think that was totally fair and and balanced, don't you? So let's uh, look at CNN. Former President uh, Donald Trump aiming to become the only second uh, commander-in-chief ever elected to Two non-consecutive terms announced Tuesday night he will seek the Republican presidential nomination. Then he goes into uh, then it goes into a quote 
Trump delivered a relatively subdued speech, rife with spurious and exaggerated claims about his four years in office. Despite a historically divisive presidency and his own role in inciting an attack on the U.S., so at least at CNN it took him three paragraphs, where where the Washington Post got it all in uh, at 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 once. Uh, NPR. Donald Trump, who tried to overthrow the results of the 2020 presidential election and inspired a deadly riot at the Capitol in a desperate attempt to keep himself in power, announced he's running again for president in 2024. I mean, just despite the bias, like, does anyone think that we forgot, like, that he was president of the United States and that there was this contract? Like, we all remember the story. You don't need to remind us. They all put it in the headlines. Like, Donald Trump, who organized a coup, wants to be president. Okay, we got what you think about that story. Like, you have covered it at length several times. Yeah, but I think that there might be a senator from Pennsylvania who might remember that. Um, So we have NPR. Let's see. Who else do we have? Well, Los Angeles Times. Trump doesn't want your vote in 2024, just your obedience while he trashes the U.S. again. So I think it was fair and balanced. I think they were so dumb. They were open. Uh, Uh. Then you have from Politico, three major cable cable news networks, CNN, Fox and MSNBC, to different extents, limited their airtime of President Donald Trump's speech Tuesday evening in which he announced his 2024 presidential campaign. MSNBC did not air the primetime speech at all. Fox and CNN cut away from the more than hour-long address. Uh, Trump verbally announced his candidacy. Fox cut away 15 minutes later than CNN and then switched back to Trump. Uh, I, uh, th- this, this brings up one thing, and I, and I just don't think that Trump is... He's very comfortable speaking. He is really good at large events like that, but I would have liked to see him do it in 20 minutes and, and knowing that he is the best in off the cuff and long format, but to regain independence and people who are buying into all of the crap, uh, he really, he needs to have a much shorter thing. So people will watch it and consume it. Uh, that would not normally consume these things. I mean, it could just be left up to a social team. Let's see what they do with his speech tonight. He also needs to get back onto Twitter. Uh, and I know he has his own truth social, uh, but Mr. President, please, please take my advice. I didn't do YouTube up until, what, two years ago? Uh, and that's because we put everything we had into the blaze. And it worked because we did build the blaze and the blaze is stronger now than ever before. Um, It served our core, but we realized we have to be where wherever people are. So we're on everything and it's important strategically to be on everything, no matter where people are. So I would urge you to try to get back on to uh, social media. I'm going to take a quick uh, Twitter in particular. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and then I want to come back and I want to tell you the story uh, from the, uh, the four presidents who have tried this before. Politico has a great article by Joshua Zeitz and uh, he writes about f- these four presidents who have run. Only one has won. And they all have really good lessons in them. I'll share that with you coming up in just a second. 
Cynthia wrote in about her dog's experience with rough green. She says, I have two small breed dogs who have digestive issues. I've tried numerous brands of food and I try to be selective in the type of treats that they receive, but not much helps. However, they just started using uh, rough greens. I started putting it in over their food and I observed much less tummy distress. Are we talking about dog farts? Because they can be the worst. They obviously love it because they look at me imploringly until I pull out the Rough Greens bag. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for Rough Greens. Well, Cynthia, as somebody who has had a dog fart problem, uh, you know, in the house once in a while and have had to resort because big dogs uh, to bandanas over our, our face for a couple of days, I understand it. I understand it. Rough Greens. I'm so glad that it's working for your dogs. Rough Greens. They're so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you your first bag free. Free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, um, there are people that have made multiple multiple attempts, uh, multiple tries uh, at the presidency and have failed. Then there's people like Joe Biden, who has been running for president, I think, since 1916, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, yeah, it, was the, and, it, it was not the 1916 race, but he got into the 1916 yeah, for okay. for a later race so 1924 okay i think he was running right. for eight years for that one which right. he then lost and then he plagiarized somebody else's speech yeah mm-hmm. but it was calvin coolidge yeah. and uh, not a lot of people we didn't have the internet then mm. anyway um politico writes whatever whether trump succeeds may depend on his own motivation in running will he do it for power out of boredom or regret or simply despite the naysayers the wounded president egos of the past might be a window into the mind of the most polarizing politician of our time. So they go into these four presidents and it's important to remember, is he going to do it for power out of boredom, out of regret or spite? So 1840 presidential bid with Martin Van Buren. Um, He ran again in 1848 he lost the election he was um i think he was jackson's uh vice president and then uh he went on um after jackson jackson said you should be the president and he won uh the president and then he lost his re-election bid and it's interesting because uh he was not he was a democrat and he was clearly for slavery um and when he got into office in 1837 uh there was a once in a lifetime um financial panic and it triggered a really deep recession he was now wildly unpopular so he lost his bid and then in 1844 van buren attempted a a comeback but a fear, listen to this, a fiercely contested Democratic convention instead nominated James Polk of Tennessee, an ardent expansionist and proponent of slavery. Remember, it's just the Democratic Party. 
Many of Van Buren's supporters would nurse a long grudge against Southern Democrats for thwarting his comeback. So he's going in and he loses the uh, bid for the Democrats. So he decides that he is going to go with his son who started a third party, the barn burners. Um, He was indifferent about slavery and he didn't expect to win. What he was trying to do was reorder the party. He was trying to use his power to shift the party and still be the guy who's, you know, the power player. Um, he didn't he didn't he didn't win. Uh, in fact, uh, the election went to Zachary Taylor because there was a third party. And so the Whigs took it. And then we never heard from him again. There's not a lot of people were indifferent on slavery. I feel like I feel like that was like one you took a position on. You yeah, know, either way. Yeah, but I think that's <laughs> kind of like there's a lot of people yeah. with abortion. Yeah, today. no, it's like, true. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think people about will it. look back and be like, "Wait, you didn't take a position on babies dying?" <laughs> exactly. I don't. Wait, there's just no. Wait, they were chopping them up, uh, huh. and you were fine with You're that. You're just like neutral, huh? Hmm. Okay, a little Switzerland on that one, huh? So Cleveland, Grover Cleveland is uh, is the next one. This is 1888. He's already been president. He's uh, he's running for reelection. But he's kind of, you know, he doesn't really care. <laughs> he was <laughs> indifferent on his own presidency? He was indifferent on okay. his own presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, Benjamin Harrison uh, won. And this, this particular election is very much like what we're facing now. It was very, very close. Um, and, you, you know, you didn't have a lot of swing going one way or another. So he retires and he goes to New York City and uh, he plays cribbage with his friends. He he goes to the theater and he goes out to eat and then goes out to eat some more. Mm. Uh, he eventually, like this guy. eventually weighs 300 pounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he would take fishing trips out to Cape Cod. They'd have a hard time with the boat. But anyway, he then has his first child and he's like, wow, I, I feel like I just started to live. And so he goes and he tries to get nominated again. Uh, he's nominated, but then he kind of loses interest again. I guess if we just would have put food <laughs> at the end, he would have. Uh, uh, but uh, he, he did win, uh, but he won because of the tight electoral electoral uh, map. So during his uh, then the next one is um, Theodore Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt decides he's only going to run two terms he really regrets that and uh he's like uh yeah did i say i don't think i said what are you saying a lot of people get into power and they they really regret that decision don't they right uh and so he comes back from a year in africa you know just shooting animals what a bastard uh and he's upset that the conservative republicans had taken back over they were like yeah i don't think this administrative state is really what we should be for and so he gets very upset about that and tries to reverse the tide to be a party of you know more like mitch mcconnell and uh so the the republicans decide no we're against the administrative state so he decides to start his own party bull moose party he loses but again he lets the progressive Democrat Woodrow Wilson get in. So 
what do we have here? The last one is Hoover, and Hoover was a big progressive, huge progressive. You notice anything about these things? Um, he fought to win the Republican no- uh, nomination um, uh, after he left office. He, he starts to come back, and he wants to come back, I don't know, 1940. And the, the Republicans this time decide they want an even more progressive Republican. And so they get uh, Wendell Wilkie, and uh, neither one of them win. So the lesson here is Martin Van Buren's second run. It was about regaining or retaining power, not just the power of the presidency, but the lasting control of a movement and a party that renders Trump a defining force on the world stage. I personally think he already has that. If he's like Grover Cleveland and like how many games of golf can I play and there's not enough all-you-can-eat buffets because I don't want to wait 300 pounds, um, then it's his for the taking like 1892. It probably, according to Politico, has to do with regret. We know from recent reporting that Trump and those in his orbit fault themselves for letting the judiciary, civil service, and political class thwart many of their ambitions. They relish a second crack at it. And he might, you know, be a little upset. So it might be a little spite. But he won't win if it's spite. I personally think that it's none of these things because I've talked to him. And in talking to him, he said something that was off camera, but very, very humble, shockingly so, um, and very heartfelt. When I talked to him, uh, he said, I can't believe what they're doing to the country. I can't. I mean, we had this. We had it fixed. We were on the right track, and they have just destroyed it in less than two years. And he said, this is the part that I think this is why he's running. I can't live with myself seeing all the millions of faces that I have talked to and I promised I would fix it and stand up for them. After they stood up for me, how am I going to sit down and watch the country burn to the ground when I know I can help them? When he said last night the most important line, this is not my campaign, this is our campaign, I think that's why he's running. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Do you remember the last time you were completely out of debt? 16? Maybe. <laughs> when was it? Can you remember the last time childhood? you were completely yeah, out of childhood? Yeah. It's not always an easy task, but you're never in a better position financially than you are when you've wiped out debt. It allows you to save for the future, enjoy the present more, uh, and ra- right now is the, the best time to be out of debt, although you're going to need help most likely. And this is where American financing comes in. They're America's home for home loans, and they've been helping people just like you save money for over 20 years. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will help guide you through every step of the process, from the free mortgage review to whichever outcome works the best for you. 
They'll help you understand all of your options and the flexible terms to fast closings. They've got you covered at AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Or you can call them now. They're waiting for your call at 800-906-2440. Call them now. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can get 30 bucks off your subscription right now if you use the promo code STANDUP. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you have uh, joined us today. Thank you so much for uh, for listening. There's a couple of things going on today that we, we want to uh, tell you about. Greg Abbott has declared an invasion at the southern border. Thank you, Greg, for actually standing up. This is the leadership from uh, Texas I was expecting. Um, there's a couple of other things. We got to get into the, M- uh, the NBC reporter that has been suspended that makes Absolutely no sense whatsoever, unless you're looking at a a country that no longer values the truth uh, from their reporters. This guy was covered with documents. He asked the question. It was a recorded piece. So it went through editors and censors and everybody else before it got on the air. Why has he been disappeared it sends a really frightening message and makes it more and more important that we have places and outlets uh, like the Daily Wire or the Blaze. I invite you. I, I want you to get the best value for your dollar. So I want you to explore all of them. I, I think you'll come back to the Blaze and see that what we offer is uh, well worth your budget uh, and well worth uh, the Gosh, what is it like five dollars a month uh, that you'd be paying? We would invite you to join us tonight. Now, this is not going to be on Blaze TV. I don't know why exactly. This won't be on Blaze TV's YouTube page. This is going to be on my YouTube page. Uh, And I think the the speculation is, is that my page will reach more people uh, because I think they have shut down the Blaze reach. Uh, quite a bit uh, more than they have mine. So tonight, if you don't has a, have a subscription, the Wednesday night special is on youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Make sure you watch it. Now, you're not going to be able to see all of it because the questions from the audience get a little um, dicey. And um, and we wanted to make sure that nothing was edited out. So Instead of running that and then risking losing our platform at uh, YouTube, we have oh, we've decided to edit that portion out and come to the Blaze and watch it on Blaze TV. Blaze TV is offering uh, a the biggest discount we have ever offered. It is so worth your time. It is BlazeTV.com/slash/Glen and uh, use the um, the promo code StandUp. And you'll get $30 off your year's subscription. That's 30% off. Now, I played this um, a couple of days ago, but we had such huge reaction. But when you see this special tonight, this is only one of the cases that we're covering. These are all people that are under attack from the government or from the policies that we are following now. And one of the most important things is the right to your children. 
Well, there's a guy who has been fighting his ex-wife now over his son that she claims is a daughter. This kind of stuff is happening and can happen to you. This is one of the more egregious cases, I think. Uh, We cover it, and then we have the experts talk to you about what do you do if you're in this situation. This is the story from Jeff Younger about he and his two sons. That moment the doctor places your newborn into your arms, your entire world changes. I'll do everything in my power to keep you safe. I'll fight for you every single day. For Jeff, that moment arrived times two when his twin boys, James and Jude, were born. And from the start, Jeff loved being a dad. I was the stay-at-home parent for them. I've raised them since they were the youngest children. And uh, we were very close and had a super tight bond right up until the courts took them away from me. Everything changed when the boys were two years old. Jeff's then-wife began telling James that timeouts were only for little boys. And that... The monsters only eat boys. You better not be a boy. Scaring him in in these little timeouts. And when I put my foot down and stopped that, she filed for divorce almost immediately. She's a pediatrician. And uh, using her connections with licensed care providers, she was able to get psychologists to basically force me out of my house. And that's when the situation escalated again. Jeff, who then still had 50-50 custody, took this video of James when he was only three years old. You're a boy, right? No. I'm a girl. Who told you you're a girl? Mommy. She puts dresses on you? Oh, wow. And what else does she do? She buys my headbands. Uh-huh. And she, and, <clears throat> and she gets me hair clips. Oh, hair clips? Okay. Mm-hmm. She enrolled him in school as a girl under a fake girl's name. She started to uh, claim that I couldn't cut my son's hair and that I couldn't use male pronouns. And she went to court to try to force me to use male pronouns at home to stop presenting him to the world as a boy. This evening, there's a decision to share in a volatile custody case involving a seven-year-old's gender. This case has taken on a life of its own. The central question being, should a seven-year-old live as a boy or as a girl. The custody battles continued, but Jeff's ex-wife used her connections with psychologists to force her hand. His 50-50 custody soon became every other weekend only. This hurt the relationship between me and my sons tremendously. And my sons were very sad about it and cried about it all the time. So James, now 10, has lived his short life in a whirlwind of confusion. So there was a time when uh, every authority figure in my son's life except me was telling him he was a girl. His teacher at school, the principal, the police officer at school, the librarian was telling him he was a girl, the lunch lady was telling him he was a girl. His uh, brother, although he didn't want to, was forced to use his girl's name. But there's one part of James's story that makes it even more tragic. And here's the important thing to know about my case. My son has never presented as a girl to me. He only presents as a girl when he's with his mother. 
So my approach was just very simple, to show my son how great it is to be a man. So we just did all the things that, that I did as a boy. We hunted rabbits, we tracked animals, we did hikes. We didn't, we didn't need to worry about. We were able to tough everything out. And my, my son flourished under these conditions. On the weekends, Jeff shared with his sons his love for boxing. You know, he didn't think he could make it through those first workouts, you know, and, and he, he saw that we could tough it out together. We would get down there and do our, our one hour of floor work, working on our abs, working on our core, and we could do all that together. In a boxing gym, everybody that does the work gets respect. And they enjoyed that. They were treated like young men. Their time together shaped James immensely. I became to understand themselves as in command of their world, able to make changes in their world. And this eventually culminated in my son refusing to wear a dress at his mother's home because he likes being a man. He told the court-appointed counselor that he wanted to be a, a boy and wanted to go to school as a boy the court-ordered counselor, she said, well, this, this child is saying he wants to be a boy. That must be because the father's making him say that. And on that basis, she recommended that the court take the children away from me because my son has to be a boy. The boy's mother moved them to California, and Jeff says she's already beginning a full transformation for James. He last saw them over a year ago. But Jeff's battle is far from over. In fact, quite the opposite is true. But I assure you, I will not stop fighting for my son under any conditions. We say, save James, save thousands of children so we don't forget those other children. He's fighting for more than just his son. He's fighting for James, but also for all the other kids whose parents just won't speak up. And in my daily prayers, I always remember the other children and their parents who either can't or won't fight for them. Save James. Save thousands. So tonight you will see this and you will hear from the dad who we recorded this on Saturday night with a live studio audience. And when he started to speak, he said something right off the beginning that was, I mean, powerful, really powerful. He got a standing ovation after he said this. Um, he works three jobs to be able to afford the uh, lawsuits. He is, uh, he's, it's an incredible story, an incredible story. You don't want to miss. This is just one of the four. And the uh, special tonight is called Targets of Tyranny. This is all about what do you do when the government comes for your kids or the police try to seize your property or your money or the feds show up at your door or the ATF comes and says, we just want to take a look at your guns. This is really an important special. Uh, it is commercial free and you can watch about 80 percent of it live on YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. Uh, the last uh, the last segment you watch about 90 minutes commercial free and the last segment uh, is uh, is on Blaze TV. You can watch the entire thing if you're a member and we appreciate your support, uh, especially on something like this. 
And some people, uh, I saw a couple of comments, people saying, well, this is, if this information is so important, why, why are you charging people for it? And it's, well, well, first of all, you're, you're not. But second of all, shouldn't you be? Because we spent a lot of money on this. Shouldn't you put it behind the, like, the paywall for subscribers? I mean, I, I, mean, I don't want to... Stu is the, Stu is the common sense capitalist. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate that. However, the, the discussion has been over and over on these really important specials. We hope that enough people will subscribe to pay for them, right? Uh, so we can continue to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I th- this one has to be seen. You will think differently after this. You've, you as a conservative, have never been asked to think in the ways you're going to think tonight, and it is imperative that you understand you're no longer the power. You that's gone. You're no longer the one that can just whistle in the basement, hoping, hoping that there's nothing down there that is going to eat you in the Constitution. It's gone. It's gone. So we tried to show you what is actually happening and then give you the things that you need to do to be able to weather the storm. So, again, YouTube.com slash Glenn for free. If you'd like to help us pay for this, it is commercial free on the Blaze and on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, you can join us. Biggest discount we have ever offered now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and you'll save $30 off of your one-year subscription. So you save 30%. That's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code STANDUP. All right. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has a uh, promise that it makes that it will do good and never forget the heroes who have sacrificed everything to help keep us safe and to keep us free. It's their annual season of hope. And between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will be delivering mortgage free homes to dozens and dozens of America, uh, uh, America's catastrophically injured veterans and fallen first responder families and also Gold Star families. Maggie was a 26-year-old when she deployed to uh, Afghanistan in 2015, a few months in, permanently uh, disabled and injured by a suicide bomber. Tunnel to Towers was there, and this winter, delivering a fully adapted mortgage-free smart home to Maggie and her family for the holidays. Smart homes are vital in easing the financial burdens many veterans face, and it will make their lives a lot easier. These are designed with their special needs in mind. This is just one case, an example of what Tunnel to Towers is doing, but they need your help to keep doing it. I think this is a fantastic charity. America's heroes and their families this holiday season will find a home. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two T, dot org. The Glenn Beck Program. So uh, the G20, the big gala was happening uh, last night, and uh, and Joe Biden said he needed to attend a few items, uh, and so he couldn't attend. So wait, 
he flies all the way on the other side of the world and then doesn't go to the gala, the, T- the G20. Uh, I don't think he had anything to do except sleep. I think that's probably what he was doing. He is really sliding into the abyss fast. However, yesterday it was Joe Biden that said, yeah, I don't think these were Russian missiles that hit um, Poland. They've been confirmed now that they are Ukrainian missiles, probably our missiles, uh, that were misfired and they hit Poland aiming for Russia. You, uh, what, do you, what do you believe on this? I believe that. You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, because uh, cause I, I, it would be nice if like, because everyone was saying, well, well, they want to get into World War Three. Well, I mean, this would have been an opportunity if they wanted to say these were Russian. Sure. Right? I, I well, they were. Did you see how many people were like, that's a Russian car. Uh, Ukrainians were saying, there was some, yeah. Zelensky basically said yeah. it. But, Zelensky I mean, was either lied to or he is lying. Right. But I mean, I think there's the other side of this too that could be that like, maybe some cooler heads are prevailing. Here, yeah, no, that's, that's good. I mean, really uh, good. You know, I really don't want World War Three. No, neither do <laughs> I'm, I. I'm anti World War Three. That's just a stance I have, and some people will wow. disagree. It's look, I don't want to take brave stances like this every day. It just it puts me in a very <laughs> difficult position. <laughs> you and know, you're anti nuclear missile. I am anti. Well, getting hit with them. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want to get hit with them. Yeah, you're not I'd against like to, having them. I, no, I like having them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get hit with what them. What a if controversial I can help statement. Look, I I'm the type of person who's going to stand up. And, you're out on you, the you limb. You hear the song? Stand up. Yeah, it says it over and over yeah. again. I'm standing up. Wow, good no for you. No nuclear missile. Missiles on my How house. Brave. Back program. Mm-hmm. So if working out isn't your favorite thing in the world, gosh, I can't imagine that. Um, but I'll pretend I feel your pain. Maybe it's time to change up the way you do it. How about something that brings the gym home to you and pairs you with world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin or Michael Brown? Plus, you can be part of a much larger workout community of hundreds of thousands of people at a time, all without ever having to leave your home. And that's what you get with Echelon Fitness. Echelon Fitness app provides you thousands of live on-demand classes with great music from your favorite artists. With Echelon Fitness, you can work out any time of day or night and crush your fitness goals. And it is affordable workout equipment. Right now, for a limited time, great holiday gift. Get up to $840 off MSRP. To get the exclusive discount, text BECK to 81818. Text BECK to 81818 to get up to $840 off MSRP. Message and data rates may apply. Terms are available at echelonfit.com slash SMS. Echelonfit.com slash SMS. Memberships sold separately. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is... 
the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Well, there is a fight now for the soul of the Republican Party, and the choice is, are we going to stay with the same old, same old, and we're going to go down the same path that Donald Trump had when he was president and said, I can't do anything with this Republican Congress uh, or this Republican Senate. Why? Because they were controlled by Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. Now, the House Republicans nominated Kevin McCarthy. He is the minority leader now, but he's going to be the candidate for Speaker of the House. Um, the thing is, they have to have a um, an election. And unfortunately, the election requires that he have... 218 votes that's like a saddam hussein kind of ballot win (laughs) how anybody is going to get that is beyond me but there is one congressman that is throwing his hat into the ring his name is andy biggs and uh he's with us in just a minute to talk about the underground house leadership race that is brewing within the gop this is good news we go there in 60 seconds It's not enough to assume that your kids and grandkids are going to learn everything they need to know about this country merely through osmosis. Boy, I have learned that lesson. You have to teach it. They're going to learn everything they need to know about in schools? No. If anything, they're probably learning a lot of things in schools that are inaccurate at best. A revision of history at middle best and out and out lies knowable lies at worst somebody has got to make sure that your children have a solid foundation upon which they build their lives and the answer is that you are the one that can teach them about freedom and must you are the last line of defense between them and tyranny and you've got to educate them it's not easy But that's why the Tuttle Twins books are so important. They're simple, they're understandable tools to help you do your part. The Tuttle Twins, offering free activity workbooks and 35% off their kids' books. Please go there now, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount plus the bonuses. If you're shopping early for your kids or your grandkids, they make great Christmas gifts. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in a crazy socialist world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Andy Biggs was uh, first elected to serve the people of Arizona's 5th District in 2016. He currently serves on the House Oversight and Reform Committee and the House Judiciary Committee, where he is the ranking member of the Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security. Uh, He also served as the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. He is current co-chair of Border Security Caucus, vice chair of the Congressional Western Caucus, and co-founder of the Bipartisan War Powers Caucus. We have a lot to talk about with Andy Biggs, who is uh, is running for House leadership. Andy, welcome to the program. Glenn, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is it is great to uh, have you. Where do we even start? Um, how is what is your path or anybody's path? to the Speaker of the House when you have to get 218 votes? Well, you know, in a thin majority like we we're going to have, it may be as big as five seats, might be as few as three. 
Uh, it's a tough path for anybody. Uh, I think Kevin's kind of polarizing. I, I, I don't know that most of my colleagues would think that, but 36 people voted against him yesterday, um, which means he's got a, uh, a lot of meat on the bone, right? Uh, and then I'm, par- I'm apparently polarizing as well. But the point was <laughs> I, I, somebody had to stand up and say, look, no more change the status quo. So what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of uh, internal family discussion, if I can put it that way, between now and January 3rd. And and I suspect if it's not me and it's not Kevin, you'll get a, uh, basically a, a consensus candidate that'll come out where people will say, better this guy or this lady than, than Biggs or McCarthy. So is this, how is this going to help us shape the party into a more vigorous uh, do something party before something party. Well, that is my goal. And that's one of my reasons that I felt I had to stand up against Kevin because you, I think this internal discussion will help invigorate whoever's coming in to understand you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to use all the tools, all the leverage points to stop Biden and also keep the promises we made to the American people. And and so I reached out and talked to some of my more liberal uh, Republican friends, and they, they want to come to the table too. And we will find things that, believe it or not, that we agree on. Believe it or not, virtually every member of this conference, except for some squishy middle people, not on both ends, we want a border wall. On both ends, we want to uh, fix Title IX so you can go after uh, uh, the men in locker room thing. And on both ends, we want to fix this place so we can at least offer an appropriations process to start bringing down spending to get our, our budget in balance. Uh, you know, you have some right in the squishy middle that just want to mm, not really do anything. And I think we're going to invigorate him that way, Glenn. Well, I will tell you, um, doing nothing was Mitch McConnell's. Well, actually, he did more than nothing. He uh, he actually um, ran campaign ads and spent money against Republicans. Um, but, uh, you know, doing nothing and we just can't be the Democrats. That that doesn't work. That doesn't work. We need a fresh vision for America. Yeah, I, I agree. And and and. And you know, Glenn, I'm a big believer that when the other side views you as political enemies, which they do, and then we have to treat them and use the same tools they've used against us. Why in the world would Kevin back down from impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, who in my mind has committed multiple high crimes and misdemeanors and has made this country a far less safe country than it should be and is attacking our very sovereignty? And he did. He backed off of that. Well, as soon as he did that, I said, well, I've got to step in. Somebody's got to step in because we cannot go any longer down that path. And right now, Glenn, I'll tell you, I know that there's probably around 10, 15 people who've indicated they will never support Mr. McCarthy. And uh, that means that we have to find somebody else who will fight the fight. Okay, so what should the Republican agenda be in Congress? What what are some of the ideas that you and your friends are kicking around that you're like, this this is the top ten, got to do this. Yeah, you you you've got to you have to fix the appropriations process to slow the inflation 
uh, fueling government okay. spending that we have. You hang, do on, that. Me, hang on just a sec. Let me explain that to the best of my ability. Um, uh, we have to have a budget, and then it goes to appropriations, and they say you get this amount, this department gets this amount, et cetera, et cetera. Right now, with a continuing resolution, we don't get any of that. We haven't since 2008. What makes you think you can get it to appropriations to be able to start carving this money out? You just you have to enforce it. You have to lead and say, we expect you to get this done. And there are ways to do it like you could. If you really wanted to streamline it, you would say every authorizing committee, in other words, every committee. So if you're on judiciary, you'd say you're going to have the appropriations uh, line items within a subcommittee on that committee, working with the Appropriations Committee, and you're going to get this thing done by March, March 31st. And then we go through and, w- and we negotiate that out, and you start working on a line-by-line line budget, a line-item budget, true line-item budget, a zero-based budget. And that's you can do that. And, but as long as we, we basically uh, mess around and not do that. I think I think Kate Granger, who is the appropriations chair, I think she's frustrated beyond belief. I think the budget right. committee guys are frustrated. You can get this done with great leadership. Uh, and can I, I you get it through the Senate? Once it gets through the Senate, uh, who knows? Because you got the Democrats going to be in control of the Senate again, and they're going to blow everything up. Uh, that's just right. But, well, it's important to at least try. Okay, so yeah. appropriations next. Next, border fence and border security. You can get all of those types of things through here. And part of it is you do it through the appropriations process, by the way. But you build a border fence. It's a standalone build. Don't, don't put it in this big conglomeration of immigration crap that, that some people like this part. Some, do it straight up, transparency. So that's another aspect that we would do to change the way we operate and we do a lot more standalone single uh amen single budget bill you know single item bills that's the way it should be yeah that's the way it should be so everybody can see what's in there you you do the title nine thing you do the the, bring back the keystone pipeline you do that as leverage with with uh, a must-pass bill you do in the ndaa bill you leverage that bill to get rid of vax mandates and bring back these men and women who we spent millions of dollars training and they're, they, they love this country, they're loyal to this country, you bring them back. You can do all of that, those things um, uh, with our normal process if, if you've got the leadership. You, you streamline through your budgetary process, again, things like permitting exploration, development, extraction of American oil and gas. Um, how about water? In the last two years, there's been no hearing, maybe the last four years, no hearings on water, which is in, a West, in the Western United States is in a crisis level. So you bring that back. I mean, these are things we can do um, when you unite, I don't know, the Tuesday group problem solvers together with the, the Freedom Caucus. And that is what leadership would look like. So and, tell me yeah. at the same time, because... What I if if you know if I had a voice uh, and I was king of the Congress, I would say you pass everything as fast as you possibly can. You go in there with an agenda. You have everything all done. You work on it starting now, late at night. You introduce it. You pass it. Boom, 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 boom. Come what may. If it doesn't go past the Senate, fine. But at least we've done our job. And then 
investigate and and uh, finish this with Hunter Biden, finish this with um, uh, uh, covid. We don't even know where it came from. That's bullcrap. Yeah. Are we going to investigate these people? I'm told we are. I'm on I'm on the two committees that do the investigations. We've already had we've been actually meeting for a month and a half or two talking about uh preservation letters. We've sent out preservation letters. We've done all the preliminary work to be ready to go. Uh, Judiciary uh, did a 1000-page um uh, uh, report on the politicization of the FBI and DOJ. Thank you. All, the, all of those have to be done. But, you know, if we if we think we're going to just take off between now and then, which we're going to because the because we that's the way Congress works. That's a problem. We should be doing everything I'm talking about when you're talking about now. Right should, now. Right now, right now, you know. And, look, uh, I, Orson Welles is a is a hero of mine. Um, he's taught me a lot of things from his life to do and not to do. One of the best stories of Orson Welles is he had a contract with RKO, and it was this enormous contract. He was bluffing. He had no idea what movie he was going to make, um, and he goes in, and RKO has no access to him. His actors, the script, nothing. And once they've signed it, RKO wants to get onto that set and they want control of the movie, whatever movie he's making, which turns out to be Citizen Kane. Right. He knew that if he failed, and this is the way you should look at the American people, he knew if he ran behind schedule for one minute, RKO would come in and supervise everything. So he took his people, like right now, he took his people for a week or two weeks prior to them ever getting on the set. Cameramen, everybody, and he invited them to his house and said, let's mock film these scenes. So the first day, RKO was there and they were waiting for him to fail and get behind because he's never made a movie before. They had somebody standing at the door So when the bell rang at the end of the day, they could get a sheet and see how far they were. When the guy came back to um, uh, Selznick and said, and Selznick looked at him and said, am I on the set yet? Have you gotten me on the set? How far behind are they? He said, I'm sorry, sir, but he's five days ahead. (laughs) That's what you guys need to do. You need to work right now. Right now, we may not have another Christmas or Thanksgiving a couple of years from now if you guys won't work through Thanksgiving and Christmas. No, I I agree with you a hundred percent. Look, I, I will just tell you, I, I, there's this is important for everybody to understand. Congress will only work for eight to ten months in this next year, and, and, and I and I say that, and it's it's one of the hugest, biggest flaws of Congress. Because you're moving into a presidential election, a presidential cycle, and the House of Representatives is on a two-year election cycle. We will, whatever we don't get done in August or September of next year, there will be hardly anything that happens the following year because oh, geez, it's a presidential you guys election. better. I'm and telling you, Andy, this is this is it. The yeah. American people are done with you guys. They're done with Republicans. Absolutely done. Yeah. Well, and, they, and they, they have every right to be. And if we don't get something meaningful done and move the ball forward, 
It, look, look, let's say, because we're dealing with demographic majorities in the Senate and the presidency, let's say we can't get all of our uh, our, our stuff done. We should at least get our bills done, not performance art. Glenn, it just cannot be right. performance. It has to be substantive. Correct. And, and, and we have got to move the ball forward, or otherwise... We will fail to lead, lead, uh, lay down the foundation for 2024. And if we fail to lay, lay the foundation down, we'll lose 2024, which means we will lose this country irrevocably. Andy, I appreciate it. Um, God bless. I'd love to have you back on again. And I, I, uh, I thank you for the trouble that you are probably in with all of the you know I, i'm a bit i'm in a bit of a hot, uh, hot soup there glenn yeah and i'm glad that you are thank you so much andy for doing the hard work thank you god bless thanks glenn congressman from arizona andy biggs uh he is talking to us about the, the who who's going to be the next speaker of the house and hopefully it will not be kevin mccarthy and they're voting right now, I believe, maybe at 9.30 or 10.30 uh, Eastern time. They are voting uh, for Mitch McConnell. Are they going to delay the vote or have the vote today? If they have the vote today, most likely Mitch McConnell will win. If they delay it, they'll have time to get people riled up. I hear it was quite the mess in the Senate yesterday. And Rick Scott said he was going to run. Right. Yes. I mean, he is. Yeah. He that, I mean, that's funny because, you know, we were talking about that what a few weeks ago and I hadn't heard it anywhere. Yeah. And now it looks like he's actually going to do it more in just a second. First, my pillow. If someone offered you a key to the perfect night's sleep from now on, would you pay 30 bucks for it? I mean, we're talking sweet, sweet, beautiful, restful sleep every night. Comfort beyond comfort. I'm talking about laying your head down at the end of the day and immediately drifting off to the land of Nod to awake hours later feeling refreshed and ready to go. Yes, that's my pillow experience. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets are back at their lowest price ever. That means they're as low as $29.99. So they're great for you and make a great, inexpensive Christmas gift that really will feel like a million bucks. They will thank you every time they get into bed. Just like everything else MyPillow makes, these sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. However, because of the holidays, any order placed between now and December 25th is going to get their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st, 2023. So why sleep on anything but the very, very best, especially at this price? Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets along with other limited-time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get them now at MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so... Who called the uh, House for the Republicans yesterday? Was it uh, DDHQ? Okay, uh, Decision Desk. Uh, they're very. Good. They're, they do a really good job, and they they're earlier than some of the other places. I have not seen like the New York Times or CNN or any of them call it yet. But of course not. <laughs> if they if if DDHQ calls the House, it's it's going to happen. They're still walking around going, "Where did I leave those other ballots?" Um, so. Are you comfortable that we have the house? I think I am now. I was not comfortable up until really this weekend. I started becoming more comfortable this weekend. Monday, I was still pretty nervous. Uh, I talked, I, you know, as much as uh, I still thought they were the overwhelming favorites, but like 
when you see a path to losing the house to you see a path to utter catastrophe i mean this election is never was not going to live up to what we hoped it would be but this this is a important piece and we shouldn't we shouldn't dismiss no. it. it the fact like the fact that the That's democrats are coming deal. out bragging about losing is really remarkable remember in the summer everyone was saying they were going to maybe win the house and easily win the senate maybe pick up two or three seats i mean so yes it didn't go as far as we had hoped it would go the other direction but it came back considerably from what people were predicting in the yeah. summer so and, and the fact that they're bragging about that shows how pathetic they and are. we thought we were going to lose the house there for a while so i'm glad we have it mm. and they better damn well use it use it appropriations use them the glenn back program Linda writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, Lucy just had her 11th birthday in September, and since trying Rough Greens, she now waits impatiently for her meals. She initiates playing with her Frisbee, something she hadn't done in years, and she's my walking partner again. It's, uh, it's, it's like uh, Rough Greens turns, turns the clock back for so many dogs. Uno is one of them. Linda, thank you so much for having your dog try out Rough Greens. I'm glad she's doing really well with it. It's not a dog food. This is a supplement developed by a naturopathic doctor, Dennis Black, that you sprinkle on the dog's food, and it has everything. It has vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. It's healthy for your dog, and I think there might be a little dog crack in it, too. I, I, I don't know, but the dogs love it. At least all the dogs in my life and my friends' dogs, they love it. Folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. You just get the first little trial bag for free. Just to make sure you're not out any money in case your dog doesn't like it. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Free trial bag. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash back. Or call them at 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. you got to be on board with Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code STANDUP, you'll save 30 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Tonight, the Wednesday night special is truly a Wednesday night special. It's a two-hour commercial-free, starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you're not a Blaze subscriber, we ask that you become one. Please help us continue uh, doing the work that we do. We rely on you. And I know times are tough, but I believe we give you just tonight we will give you something that no one else, no one else is giving you. Um, you can subscribe to Blaze TV by going to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, for your one-year subscription, you'll get $30 off. That's 30% off just by using the promo code STANDUP. Um, and uh, tonight, we have the uh, targets of tyranny. We have four groups of people, four families that have been targeted for one reason or another. Then we have Mike Lee, who is there for the Constitution. What part of the Constitution is being violated here? Uh, and then the experts talk to those people to get a little more information and, you know, offer some advice where they can. The real thing for you, there's two parts of this that I think are really important. The first part is to shake you awake. You need to start thinking differently. You are no longer uh, part of the part of the crowd that is in charge of things. 
uh, and the DOJ and our legal system is being perverted to do the kinds of things that we thought we stopped in the 1960s. Uh, But now you're the target and you have to think differently. The second part of this, the second really important part is the audience questions. We we um, filmed this in front of a live studio audience on Saturday and their questions are really good. Now, you can get 80 percent of it for free. I want the message out. 80% 80% of it free at uh, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Make sure you go to my page tonight, uh, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Watch it there for free. You won't get the audience part. That's just because it's all over the board. They're asking questions about all of it uh, and not real comfortable with being able to retain our YouTube channel. So that part is going to be behind the paywall with the rest of it. So if you are a subscriber, you'll see all of it. Commercial free tonight at nine. Some of these stories are legitimately unbelievable. Terrifying. And we Mike throw, Lee said yeah. halfway through, he leans over and covers his mic and he said, this is the most terrifying thing I think I've ever seen. And I'm like, I know. Keep watching. They really seem like stories that could not occur in America. <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny, you know, because we we throw the, the word unbelievable around a lot in that, you know, Joe Biden stumbles over something. And this guy's unbelievable. And, and that is very believable, right? Like that, that yeah. he's incompetent and, and, yeah. and an idiot. Uh, but like the fact that these things can happen and, and some of the people that they've happened to that are on the show tonight, they're not conservatives. They, they, they weren't like out there like, you know, worried about constitutional rights their whole lives. You know, these are people who are just normal no, people. Two of them. One was completely apolitical. And the other one was a bundler for Barack Obama. Yeah. Not so much anymore. No. <laughs> um, but they woke up and they were like, wait a minute, what is happening? It's, it is truly terrifying. And it will happen to you if you aren't thinking differently and you don't know what to do when a cop comes to your door or ATF comes to your door, FBI comes to your door. What do you do and what Do you not do? There is a really, really big consensus on what not to do. Uh, And that is Mm. so important tonight at nine o'clock. This is why the blaze is so important. Let me give you four stories here if I have time. Who told you this? Who told you this? Citigroup Inc., HSBC Holdings, MasterCard, and Wells Fargo are among now the financial companies that, as of yesterday, are uh, are participating in the experiment along with the New York Fed's Innovation Center, the project called uh, the Regulated Liability Network, is conducting in a test environment to roll out a digital dollar. This is a pilot program. We told you this was coming how many years ago? Everyone denied it. Every single member of the press has been denying this. They've been saying it's a conspiracy theory. All of this. We told you years ago that this was coming. Now they started, as of yesterday, their 12-week digital dollar pilot. What does that mean? Don't go to MSNBC because they're not going to tell you. Don't go to anybody. You can go to our archives at the Blaze TV and find out exactly what that means to your dollar if you don't already know. Let me give you this one.
congressmen, uh, Congress were questioning Christopher Ray. And uh, Ray was testifying in front of the House Homeland Security Committee. Uh, and during the hearing, Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins questioned on the extent of FBI involvement in the January 6th riot. He said, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th, 2021? Well, Ray said, I've got to be very careful. We don't talk about what we do and do not do. And you got to stop listening to the suggestion that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees some way or another instigated or orchestrated this January 6th. That's not what he asked. He asked, did you have people in the Capitol dressed as Trump supporters prior to the, um, the riot? Yes or no? He didn't answer. Is anyone following up? I can guarantee you the blaze is. Let me give you this. Uh, please cut 10. This is a Bloomberg forum. Now, when you're talking about finances, Bloomberg, right? Bloomberg forum. Ken Griffin. He is the founder and CEO of Citadel. He's talking about the FTX balance sheet and uh, how bad this scandal really is. I want you to listen to what he says. And then he has a pause, and I want you to listen to the Bloomberg quote reporter. Listen to this. Own that, that all of us are worried about. You know, on the balance sheet of FTX is a line called Trump lose. And Sam was the second biggest donor to Democratic candidates. Nothing. I'm going to leave it to everybody else to draw their own conclusions about what you're saying here. Right. Those are those are really, really ugly facts. When you Can see a stop? fraud of this. Can we stop? So weird. Why would you let everybody else? This this is important. Why would you let everyone else come to their own conclusions? We didn't do that. I have a special tonight as well. It's an extra podcast uh, that you can get right now uh, at the blaze. It's uh, 164. The story behind the FTX scandal with Marty Bent. Uh, and so we go into that. I'm going to go into it again uh, next hour. This is a really big deal. Now, why? Wait, wait. I can't get an answer in front of Congress. Bloomberg has a reporter. Well, I'm just going to let you decide what that means. Why? There's more questions that should be asked there. Nobody was telling you about digital currency, CBDC, uh, central bank digital currency. It is absolute control of your life, and it's in testing with the Fed and Citigroup and all the rest of them today. Now, let me give you another one. NBC has suspended their correspondent after he reported on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi. He said there's a discrepancy. The police and district attorney say that it was Paul Pelosi that opened the door and was not in danger and then walked back to the assailant. And that's when they started fighting over the hammer. The DOJ says, uh, no, uh, the police opened the door. Well, no, wait a minute. 
Those are two very different things. And maybe not, maybe it doesn't matter. I think it does, but maybe it doesn't matter. But why is the district attorney saying one thing and holding to it and the DOJ saying another thing and holding to it? And then why? Why did this guy who works at NBC, he has Emmy Award after Emmy Award after Emmy Award. Why is this investigative reporter after he produces, not goes live, he produces something, it he didn't edit it. He didn't put it together. He's not the the editor at large, producer, executive producer. Everybody had to watch this. Tons of people put this thing together. Even like the graphics on the screen describing Correct. what happened. It Correct. was not a five-minute process. No, this, this took a long time, probably a good portion of a day for many, many people to produce. And then when it plays, he's suspended. For what? For what? That he got facts wrong? Because I can list a whole bunch of facts that NBC got wrong. They'll even admit they got wrong and nobody lost their job. They promote those people usually. (laughs) Yeah. So what is it they're trying to say? Or is this just a message? You don't question anything when it comes to the Democrats. I don't know. But that sure should be answered by NBC because we just saw how Bloomberg answered it. You are going to get even less truth than you ever thought possible. If you think the press is as bad as it could get today, it's not. It's not. They are openly hiding things. I don't know if you saw the Hunter Biden interview. So there's this crypto roundtable show. And uh, the interviewer starts doing the interview. And he doesn't ask Hunter anything. Anything. And he says later that I couldn't. I, I, I would have liked to. But I was told I could not go into anything except cryptocurrency. Well, you know. Katie Couric had that agreement with me as well at one point, and she violated it. Why didn't you on your crypto roundtable show? They don't want you to hear the truth. We at The Blaze, we were, we were built on that. The truth has no agenda. And we will tell you the truth, because my agenda is only that. We'll admit our mistakes and tell you why we made that mistake and how we corrected it. That's rare. I'd like to ask you again, I know times are tough, but please subscribe to TheBlaze.com. It's a big special tonight, cost us a fortune, and uh, there's no commercials in it. And you can watch it for free uh, on YouTube.com slash Glenn if you want. But I would ask that you become a subscriber to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Sign up. One year subscription. 30% off. If you use the promo code STANDUP. Now more than ever, you absolutely have to have a contingency plan to remain financially healthy. 
it is so important for you. It's important for your family. And it's not the sort of thing that you can just ignore. You are paying more, you know this, for basic necessities. You're getting in uh, your debt costs are going uh, up higher and higher and getting you deeper in debt. It's time to consider getting ahead of some of these things using your home's equity quickly, because I think equity is going to go down. Um, You're going to lose some value in your house if you haven't already. It's not all that complicated, but knowing how and where to get started is often half the battle. When it comes to credit cards, you don't want to be paying 20 or 25 percent interest rates. It's much better to pay 5%. You'll pay them off. And here's where American financing comes in. America's home for home loans. They've been helping people just like you save money for over 25 uh, 25 years. Now, listen, the average person that calls and uses American financing, they're saving $695 every single month. Try 10 minutes. Just call them. Tell them your situation. See if they can't help you. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. We have uh, we have the radical theory behind FTX coming up in uh, just a second. You're going to understand so much of your world um, in 20 minutes after the uh, after the top of the hour uh, break. Uh, so you had you had one of the mainstream reporters. For, I think she's the first. She's the first. Yeah, Laura Shen, the first mainstream reporter that was assigned full time to cryptocurrency. Uh, from Forbes at the time. She now does a podcast called Unchained, and she wrote a book called The Cryptopians, which was the b- beginnings of the Ethereum uh, disco- you know, creation. And she, I mean, and it's, I read the book. It's incredibly detailed. Like she talked to every single player mm-hmm. and it's detailed to the point of like, okay, I don't even know what's happening. Like she, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's, know. she's deep. Um, but she, she also talked to everybody involved in the FTX thing from Sam Bankman-Fried. any idea? To even the girlfriend oh, who was running Alameda nuts. Research. Do we have the audio of the girlfriend? Yeah, play, play, play this. This is the girlfriend. A big argument sort of back in whenever it was, June or July, about like, should we even do yield farming at all? Uh, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. This whole thing seems like weird and it, aren't there risk, risks and like what if these platforms get hacked and like uh-huh. it's like such a huge pain it's like, operationally it's like, it's like uh, and this know, is the woman that was running 10, the hedge 10 billion dollars in liabilities and she was that's who was running it and no idea no i mean again no one did i mean if she, they had all these connections i mean not no one but the connections just like theranos prove the credibility this in theory i guess the glenn back program
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, we have a problem with people who are donating to the Democratic Party, the mega donors. They all seem to be a little spooky, don't they? I'm going to explain the FTX uh, situation in a way that I don't think you've heard elsewhere that ties a lot of things together. We talk about Sam Bankman-Fried. He's not alone. And his philosophy you probably haven't heard of. We begin there in 60 seconds. Well, the Democrats have taken the Senate, and you know what that means. It means we have to work a little harder and stick together a little better than we've been doing. It means that you and I need to be patronizing the companies that believe in the same set of values and principles that we do. Companies that stand for freedom. Companies like Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They share your values. They're not going to send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America like so many phone companies look it up do. They work for conservative causes, not against them. You're going to get the same nationwide service all while supporting a company that loves America, shares your values, and supports our police. Switching is easy. It's going to be really rewarding knowing that you're not only getting great mobile service and you're getting it at a better price, but you're also standing up for what is right true and good patriotmobile.com slash beck get free activation with the offer code beck right now patriotmobile.com slash beck or 972 patriot 972 patriot patriotmobile.com slash beck okay so sam bankman freed he was the digital guru who uh pledged to spend as much as a billion dollars in support of democratic candidates now he's under a federal investigation. Oh, I bet he is. So what did he do? And uh, who are his friends? Well, Bankman Freed, SBF is what they call him. SBF, the next Warren Buffett is what they also called him, uh, donated to President Joe Biden's campaign and other democratically aligned entities in 2020 million dollars 40 million dollars is the amount he donated to political candidates and committees during the 22 election cycle vast majority or democrats 40 million dollars his net worth as of election day was 16 billion 600 million his estimated net worth today zero now, I just want to see if you find any kind of connection here. Free Beacon did a great story on this. Um, so you have, you have SBF. Then you also have Harvey Weinstein. He donated almost $600,000 to Democratic ca- candidates and committees since 2000. He had fundraisers for Hillary, for Barack Obama, Yeah, he's now in jail and on trial for even more rapes. He'll be in jail to the day he dies. Then you have Jeffrey Epstein. 
who donated more than $150,000 to Democratic candidates and committees, including $10,000 contribution as recently as 2018. Hmm. Okay. So he was with liberal billionaires. He wrote checks to Ivy League universities. Bill Clinton was one of his good friends. And then he hung himself, uh, in air quotes, in his jail cell in 2019. Okay. Then you have Ed Buck, longtime liberal, liberal activist, donated more than half a billion dollars to Democratic candidates and committee. He was sentenced in April to 30 years in prison for luring young men to his home, sexually assaulting them, and at least two cases, injecting them with a fatal dose of methamphetamine. Oh. He was described as a violent, dangerous sexual predator who exploited vulnerable victims, men who were drug dependent and often without homes, to feed an obsession that led to death and misery. That's Ed Buck. He's another one of the big campaign donors bernie madoff oh he was the best two hundred thousand dollars to the democratic party including chuck schumer and hillary clinton he defrauded people of 65 billion dollars the largest ponzi scheme in history he died. He had a 150-year prison sentence. He died in 2021. He went to jail in 2009. So Sam Bankman-Fried is not the first. So what is it about these guys that attract them to the Democrats? Well, one, if you are in with the Democrats, generally speaking, you can hide out there forever. They launder your reputation. But there's something else. It's called effective altruism. FTX, this scandal may rip the mask off the left in something that most people don't know. What we see is apathy and lust, piles of dark money and the bizarre habits of atheist leftists. The billionaire and CEO, the so-called philanthropist, Sam Bankman-Fried is vaguely creepy. His girlfriend is even more so. He's the perfect hero for the left. Mushy, lacking all masculinity, boring, hedonistic, and obsessed with doing good, even if it means committing crimes that result in enormous pain for many people. Now, most of us cannot imagine how people just commit evil so nonchalantly. You know, just like, yeah, whatever. Let alone with the smugness of someone who thinks they're morally superior. So it makes sense that this arrogance is based on the ideas of leftist intellectuals. A trendy movement that you probably haven't heard of. Effective altruism which claims to be a new kind of philanthropy. The World Economic Forum has used many of its ideas. What a surprise. One of the creators of effective altruism is a philosopher. His name is William McCaskill. He's friends with Sam Bankman-Fried. They've known each other uh, for at least a year. McCaskill actually worked for Sam Bankman-Fried. According to the New York Times, he was one of the five people from the charitable vehicle known as the FTX Future Fund, 
who jointly announced their resignation on Thursday. So what is this theory? Well, you've seen it uh, in play a lot. In uh, his book, Doing Good Better, McCaskill lists the steps to effective altruism. In a weird twist, the book mentions um, uh, a study about the crowds at tea party rallies and how the weather affected the crowd side. Does a larger audience make a significant political difference in the effects of the events? The study concluded, yes, each person makes a difference, which I think I agree with, but that's about as far as I'll go with this movement. Like the World Economic Forum, effective altruism is obsessed with climate change. Uh, They're obsessed with fair trade and green living, but that's not enough to stop climate change. They want us to eat less meat, thus we eat bugs. Like Klaus Schwab, McCaskill thinks that we need radical change to common sense. He believes people should earn to give, make as much money as possible, and then give it away to people who would need it. He argues that it's pointless to boycott sweatshops because, what, the workers then are going to make more money and they only end up doing worse someplace else. Instead, he says wealthy Americans should donate a chunk of their salary to people who know better and they can help the world. This is a religion of activism. Uh, McCaskill writes, advocacy also has the potentially high payoff as one could influence the behavior of many thousands of people and help influence debates around particular policies. Though this is particularly difficult to quantify, one could become an effective advocate through journalism or by pursuing an early career in academia and then moving on to become a public intellectual. We see this. That is what journalism now is. He co-founded the effective altruism movement with, oh, one of my favorites, Peter Singer. If you know anything about Peter Singer, you're running for the hill. Singer is a bioethicist. He's at Stanford, I think. He's known for his work in animal liberation. He sees animal farming and medical testing as a form of racism. His stance on abortion is ah, pretty much murder. He believes newborns aren't people. Newborns, not fetuses, newborns. He said that killing a newborn baby up to the age of two is never equivalent to killing a person. That is a being who wants to go on living. Babies just don't know. So it's okay to kill babies. He advocates for most forms of euthanasia as long as the person consents. Disability rights activists usually protest his events because he believes that uh, disability is a valid excuse for euthanasia. Oddly, Oddly, a guy who is pretty much, you know, doing the same thing they did in Germany, um, he opposes the death penalty and he's an atheist. Yet he also blames God for evil. He's Jewish with three of his grandparents dying in the Holocaust. Yet he's pro-Palestinian. This guy's a piece of work. It should be no surprise that Singer is an agenda contributor to the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab mentions him several times in his book, The Great Narrative. So the Great Reset is a perfect example of doing good better. 
because the foundation of all these ideas is utilitarian utilitarianism. It is together we make one great host, one great word at yeah. least. Uh, a philosophy that most sane people have rejected is just a thought experiment. It's a form of radicalism. It's an attempt to satisfy human needs without the obstacle of God-given rights. Think of that. That's the goal, to satisfy human needs without the obstacle of God-given rights. This is the, the, trolley, uh, the uh, trolley problem. You ever heard of the trolley problem? A uh, trolley is coming down and it approaches a fork in one direction. A single person is tied to the track. The other direction, a dozen people are tied to the track. You have to choose which direction to turn the train. And in utilitarianism, you sacrifice the single person, right? Okay. And when I say sacrifice, I mean sacrifice. Murder, stealing, assault, violence of any kind can be justified by utilitarian, uh, uh, utilitarianism as long as its outcome is mostly favorable, mostly peaceful. Utilitarianism is a secular alternative to Christianity, and it goes hand in hand with hedonism. What did I just say about Sam? He was a hedonist. It's pragmatic instead of moral. Its focus is collectivism and the greatest happiness principle, the greatest happiness for the largest number of people. It considers happiness and pain, more happiness, less pain. Its rule is by elites who know better than you do. Uh, and you're just really incompetent. You're sheep. You can see this leftist idea of equity of outcome affirmative action inclusion at all cost even exclusion you can see what is happening it is this poison it is the gospel of a world turned upside down and inside out it is a ministry of pudgy billionaires devoted to annihilation that's what was truly behind FTX. More in a minute. Maybe the biggest takeaway from this economy over the past couple of years has been that it doesn't matter how much money you'll make. It's the value of that money. If that value doesn't hold up, it doesn't matter how much money you make. The whole reason I always tell you that you should consider investing a certain percentage, I've got maybe 10% of your assets, into precious metals. Well, I did have that. I don't have that now. I lost it in a boating accident. Anyway, historically, things like gold and silver tend to hold up uh, on their own when inflation shoots up. You don't want to be left in the lurch when the U.S. dollar goes belly up. And if you haven't heard, wait until I give you the latest news on digital currency from the Fed. That's coming up. You don't want to be left out in the cold. That's why you need to look into Goldline, please. I've always encouraged you to do your own homework. Right now, Goldline wants you to do the same. Give them a call this week and just ask them, ask them, why do you think this should be right for me? Go to goldline.com. Check on their notable weekly news. The stuff that is in there, you will see the things that you're not being told by mainstream media. 
Goldline is offering a whole a pile of free copper with every order. The more you buy, the more you receive free. Call Goldline today. Find out how to qualify for free copper with every order delivered right to your front door. That's 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I mean, it's a pretty negative take on effective altruism. And I I would agree (laughs) that there are problems with it Mm. uh, and not a lot. Not everything is to like. A lot of the people who practice it are nuts, and that's part of the problem. But like you know, some of the points you you mentioned, he one of the philosophies is instead of dedicating your life to you know um, uh, I don't know a charity uh, some charity mm-hmm. you use capitalism and you earn money that and then you choose right. who to give it to. That's absolutely and, and I that's think, what I do. Right. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I so I I don't think it's. Like, I think the way that the left uses effective altruism is is bad in most cases. And a lot of it's because, well, first of all, Sam Bankman-Fried was just seemingly fraud, you know, defrauding people to yes. get this money to give away. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's obviously a problem. Mm, Peter Singer is P- also. Peter Singer is a massive problem. Klaus Schwab and the yeah. World Economic Forum. But again, like, you know, <laughs> using capitalism to do good is something that you have been doing for long before right. they called it the, effective altruism the difference is that that is not effective altruism. that's part of it that's part of it um this is the ends justify the means it can be you, and that's yes. that's i think the problem with with some people who practice it Correct. but i mean part but of it, it is explains also like, why it explains why they don't really have a problem with him in the democratic party they didn't have a problem they knew about harvey weinstein they knew mm-hmm. they knew um, it, it wasn't hard to ends justify the means yeah. ends justify the means. Yeah, you can be in bed with anyone as long as they are furthering your goals. There is a utilitarian bent that is sometimes disturbing, but we also could use at times more utilitarianism when you're talking about taking your money and giving it to things that not just feel good or give you the warmest feeling inside, but to, that that actually do the most good. I mean, you, there's a version of this where you can. And I, and I I think you largely agree with with a good version of this because I've seen you in action. You give away mm-hmm. a lot of your money to causes that you believe in and you don't do it just based on like, okay, here's a splashy thing. Let's get a bunch of famous people together. You're, you're doing it in a way that you hope does the most possible good with those resources. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a, an admirable thing to do with your with your charitable dollars. I think it kind of goes back to that old, uh, you know, that old uh, conversation about you pass a homeless person in the streets who's drinking alcohol and 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 begging you for money. Do you give the money to them or do you give the money to the homeless shelter where they should be going? There is arguments on both sides. And, I've, you know, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. At some point, if you feel led to do it, to give it to directly that person, that maybe that is the right thing to do. Right. But also, if no one, if everyone gives it to the homeless people on the, on the street drinking alcohol and none to the homeless shelter, the problem never gets solved. And I don't know that the problem ever gets solved with homeless shelters either. That's a whole other story. But the point is, you know, doing being responsible with your money when you give it away to charity is really important. Looking at how those, the charities spend their money, really important. Um, you know, so I think there is a, a level there of trying to do the most good with your resources that is, I think, a, a positive aspect of effective altruism that is is embedded in there. 
And I think uh, an increased focus on that by people would probably be positive. That being said, so eating bugs is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and and the, the problem here is, too, is if you are if you are um, in effective altruism uh, the way he saw it, yeah. you create things to make money to pull off and, quote, do good. Right. And that's so when terrible. it starts to go awry, you'll cut corners any way you have to. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. I think, do what you love. Money is a side benefit. Okay. It's a side product. And you get that money. Great. Then take that and invest in things. But do first what you love and what and and what you are uh, doing to make money not tying it directly to the charity that has to come after or you lose sight program uh and you easily convince yourself oh i've got to keep doing this i'm too important too important Yeah. yeah If you're living with aches and pains in your life, particularly if you're living with really frequent and bad pain, I want you to consider something for a moment. What if you, what if you didn't have to be doing that? I know that sounds crazy because uh, it's like, yeah, that's what I've been taking all of these other medicines for. This is why I've been trying everything. I know. Uh, this is what Relief Factor did for me and still does for me. I take it every day. I stopped uh, about four weeks ago, maybe. Because I was feeling good. Uh, and then the weather changed, and wow. Uh, it gives me the ability to live my life. If you're living with pain, please just try it. It might work for you, too. It's, um, it's not something that's going to space you out. It was made by doctors as four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of our pain. So try it for three weeks. See if it works for you. 1995 is the trial pack. 70% of the people who order it go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. That's 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. 800 for relief. Don't miss the big special tonight. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is stand up for 30 bucks off. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Tonight, a very important episode. Our Wednesday night special at nine is a two hour commercial free special. Um, and you can watch it on Blaze TV. If you're not a member, please go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code stand up and you'll save 30% off of your uh, subscription. This is the largest um, we have ever done. Uh, we have ever offered we have an fbi whistleblower we have mike lee and the constitution we have two really good uh attorneys that are helping people navigate these waters and we have four stories and the people that live them uh on set to tell their story this one you've you probably if you're a longtime listener remember this Right after COVID started and right after January 6th, I want you to listen to this. This is the Huper story. The Hupers live in Alaska now. Listen. We met in uh, La Mesa, California, outside of San Diego. We were married in 1990. So we lived there till the mid-90s and decided that uh, we were really more designed for small-town living. Marilyn and Paul Huper, 
moved their family over 2,000 miles just to find some peace and quiet in the beautiful wilderness of Alaska. They became innkeepers, providing others a glimpse into the paradise that they were now able to call home. But that quiet retreat turned into absolute chaos one early April morning. But first, let's back up. Paul has always enjoyed politics, but Marilyn, eh, not so much. But as they watched the 2020 election results unfold, both felt that something seemed off. The president-elect is running into some issues with his transition to the White House. This comes as President Donald Trump and his legal team push claims of voter fraud in several key battleground states. Plus, they were away from home already on vacation in Arizona. Uh, Marilyn looked up the tickets and went, wow, it's only $39 per person round trip from Phoenix to D.C. Let's go to D.C. We've never been to a rally. We've never heard a president speak. It felt like the right thing to do was to go and listen and lend our support. Chaos at the Capitol. A deadly siege on Congress as an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. Oh, was shot and killed inside the U.S. Capitol today during the riots. Someone has died. But this was far from the Huber's experience in D.C. They never even got close enough to the Capitol to really see what was going on. We just observed from outside. Uh, we only had about 30 minutes before we had to go catch a plane. They returned home. Life was normal. And the Alaskan peace surrounded them once again. Until that April morning. I could hear a loud banging on the far side of the house away from where we were. And a loud male voice barked out, FBI, come out with your hands up. Come around the corner and uh, yeah, I had uh, six, seven guns pointed to my head. It's the first time I ever looked down a loaded barrel of a gun. He got kind of rough with me and said, move forward, turn around, and they slapped handcuffs uh, on me behind my back. They took Marilyn into a separate room, but unlike her husband, Marilyn almost immediately could sense why these men were inside her home. We were part of a credit card company that had been reported as turning in information for people who like book tickets or uh, use the card for lodging uh, during uh, the J6 weekend. So I had just put down on a list next to my bed. I put a little box and next to it, like, find out what to do if the FBI contacts you. The very first thing probably out of their mouth was, so you probably know why we're here. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> they said, well, we're here looking for Nancy Pelosi's laptop. What does that have to do with me? Eventually, an agent showed Marilyn a picture of a woman they believed to be her. Then I grabbed the paper and I said, is this who you're looking for? Because I'm not an expert or anything, but she has detached earlobes and I have attached earlobes. That's a different person. The agents continued their search of the Huber home, but eventually realized, whoops, it's a mistake. Before they left, Marilyn asked who she should contact about their broken, kicked-in door. And he said, oh yeah, we don't do that. The courts never hold us accountable. We don't, we don't have to do that. You can try, but they won't make us. That's kind of kindergarten 101. If you 
uh, break something, if you harm somebody, if you make a mistake, you apologize, and then you fix it. Are we, uh, did that uh, stop? Anyway, uh, sorry, we just had an incredible a story. Power outage. A really, truly remarkable story. The Glenback Program. Welcome to the uh, program. We uh, we had a power outage here in uh, Dallas, and I, I don't know. We seem to be having them a lot. I feel a little like we're in old Mexico. Uh, <laughs> except we can drink the water here. Yeah, except we can drink the water. Uh, it's uh, We had another power outage. Sorry for that uh, wreck. We, we have everything on um, uh, uninterrupted power uh, supplies, except we learned Sarah's speakers. And she faces us, and she's in a soundproof room. We were talking, and she was like, I can't hear you. I, you're not on. I can't hear you. And uh, apparently we fun. were. So it was a fun day. Mm-hmm. Sarah, you deserve a drink today. And uh, day, uh, he, what he meant uh, to say was another drink. A, yeah, I was just what I, what, I, what I meant was don't try to hide it today. Mm-hmm. We, there will wow. be many. Yeah. Okay. We, okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, oh, I've got to, I got to do a commercial here for my Patriot supply. Um, we're just sitting here with, uh, uh what is your name, sir? <laughs> what is it? What uh, are, Harold. Harold. Yes. Harold what? Harold Frenchinson. 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 Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Harold, let's say, I mean, how prepared do you think you are? I'm very prepared very for any prepared. outcome that could okay. come my way. Let's say you have a power outage. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't handle that. You can't? No. You... Oh, no. We're right into right into cannibalism. Right. Yeah. In fact, right. Yeah, I had a... Recently, I was uh, I was doing a, a national radio show. We really? Lo- we lost some power. Yeah. And I uh, consumed three human beings three in hum- the commercial break. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you never know. How long was, how long was that power oh, out? Three or four minutes. Wow. Yeah. I was hungry. And it could get that bad. You know, I had to get, get to it quickly. Yeah. You never know. The meat goes bad after a while. Not if it's alive. Well, yeah, not well, if it's alive. Well, you never can risk it. Right. Okay. You know, I don't believe these scientists and doctors <laughs> okay. out there. Right. You know, okay. they, oh, yeah. they're always lying to right. you. Unfortunately, I had no food storage. Right. You know, if I had food storage, I could have eaten like the really delicious foods. Right. But I didn't have any of that. Yeah. So I just ate, I ate all the human well, beings. Well, don't let this happen to I you. I was watching the Dahmer series and I was like, hey, I, you know, some of those meals look right. pretty, pretty good. <laughs> right now. Prepare with Glenn.com. Go there and save $250. Uh, it's enough for everybody in your family for three months um, uh, food supply. Make sure you get one for every member. Uh, this is so important. You never know when the lights could go out for two or three minutes and you find yourself face to face with a cannibal. Prepare with Glenn. Oh, that's a mirror. Prepare with Glenn.com. That's prepare with Glenn.com. Okay. So, uh, let's see. We didn't get a chance to uh, finish even talking about... It's a good teaser, though. Good teaser. After that story. A cliffhanger. What I, a cliffhanger. I say, what a fascinating story. You know, that's, that's the thing I think is crazy about the, the special that you have tonight, which is, like, things about, like, um, uh, uh, taking people's stuff, 
yeah. without even charging them with a crime. Right. Uh, breaking down their doors without even getting the right person, let alone... No, not seeing a warrant. Not none seeing of these war- people are seeing no. warrants. Um, none of them are being told what was going on. None of them have been told they have a right to an attorney. None of it. Yeah. Well, you know, this reminds me of it. It's, it's terrifying. Is that is that story... Uh, gosh, what was her name? Uh, I I believe we were told to say her name many, many times, and I cannot think of uh, think of it off the top of my head. But she was the African-American woman who was in her, she was sleeping with her boyfriend, and the police came. They kept oh, calling yeah, it a yeah, no-knock yeah, yeah, warrant, yeah. even though it wasn't really a right. no-knock warrant. They knocked on the door. They said, we're the police. Uh, and the, the, the boyfriend had some issue, was concerned about a drug dealer mm-hmm. who was coming to potentially kill, kill uh, the, the couple. Uh, the couple. Uh, the guy came in with a gun, broke down the door with a gun. He fired back at the person. He said he didn't hear anything about police. But even if you did, I mean, it, what the drug dealer's probably going to say the same in the thing. Mid- I got to tell you, you're asking for trouble. You come yeah. in the middle of the night. That's why we didn't used to do that. You would only do that for the most violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd only do that for people that you just couldn't catch on their way to work or, you know, at the office. You wouldn't do that. Right. And and that story became uh, the poli- uh, a the police are racist or b you have crazy left wing nut jobs who are claiming everything is racist and that that was sort of one of what the debate was around that story, but in reality, like I mean, if you were in that situation, I don't think I don't think the police were racist in that story, and I don't believe it was completely crazy to think when someone breaks down your door in the middle of the night and you don't know who it is and you're under threat that you'd take a shot at somebody i think both people both the cop and i don't think the cops should have the cops need to stop breaking people's doors down but that's more of a systematic issue than what those particular police officers i I side with the guy who shot back at the cop if that's what happened legal gun owner legal gun owner Mm -hmm. somebody's in my house i didn't hear you identify yeah, I mean, he shot back, and 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 people were like, "Oh, the, I can't believe they shot uh, they shot uh, uh, Brianna Taylor, Brianna Taylor." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe they shot her. Uh, well, did they always leave out of that story that the police officer at the point he shot her, he currently had a hole in his leg from a bullet <laughs> right. that came from the person inside the apartment. Well, usually, and this is just generally speaking, if you shoot at a cop and hit the cop. Typically, they're going to fire back. Like, that's going to happen. I would say this so is more of a general rule. Yeah. You shoot at and, me and I have a gun. Yeah. I'm most likely going to shoot back. Yeah. And so it, it gets to a point where how do you even know? Like, if you're in, a, you're in the middle of nowhere in Alaska and all of a sudden someone's you know, knocking, banging on your door and saying they're the police, like, it crosses your mind. A hundred things cross your mind. What if it's not the police? What if they're saying Correct. it is and it's not? That's why they're supposed to identify themselves even, and give you a warrant. I right, know, yeah, I know. Yeah. She was saying that for a while they thought, uh, or he was really thinking this. Uh, this this got to be because they have a rental property right next to their house, and they they thought this must be somebody that we rented to, and we didn't know they were bad guys or something, and maybe they're coming into here thinking that that person over there is the bad guy. They had no idea. And he was kept in the dark and she was questioned and questioned for like two hours and they picked on the wrong person. When you see her tonight, oh my, she was not political at all. She didn't know the Constitution or Declaration of Independence. This is the couple Mm. that had a copy of the Constitution. He had it, not her. He had it. They took it as evidence against her. The Constitution. The Constitution. 
so she studied that little document, and she is a warrior today. That's great. She was in. Uh, she was in. Said um, she was in makeup, and she was talking to somebody else uh, who has just gone through the same kind of stuff, and they were getting ready for the show in the makeup room. And I'm standing there and greeting both of them, and uh, she says to the other person, "Do you have your writ of habeas corpus? Do you fly with that now?" And they were like, oh, yeah, I didn't bring one this time. But she's like, I got mine in my pocket. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what a writ of habeas corpus is. What? I'm, what? That seems something old timey that Lincoln would have used. You know, <laughs> right. uh, and uh, and they're serious. They're, they have changed. Well, one encounter it. with these people and they have changed forever. It reminds me, too, of like the, the stories of, of, you know, the bakery owner who somehow decides to not make a cake for the wrong person. And yeah. all of a sudden, their entire lives are destroyed. Difference between a lawsuit. Difference between a lawsuit oh, yeah. and this, I think. I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, it really is amazing how quickly all of everything that you depend on can just collapse. Yeah. And you have to really think about what to do in those situations to minimize the damage if something like that does happen to you. And and I, I, I fear, you know, with civil asset forfeiture and... And the political wins, this stuff is going to happen it's more really often. Yeah, wait till you hear. It. If you thought, if you know what civil asset forfeiture is, <laughs> our experts made it worse. Uh, wait until you hear how they're how, how they're uh, doing it now. It, I mean, it's crazy. Tonight, nine p.m. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Stand Up and receive thirty dollars off of your. Uh, your one-year subscription, 30% off. Also, you can get 80% of this special on uh, YouTube tonight. Just go to YouTube, uh, the Glenn Beck, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Uh, let's see. There's a couple of other things. You know what? Let, let's just let's talk about. We didn't really spend time talking about the missile that supposedly was fired from Russia. It looks like, no, it wasn't. Um, it thank was, God. thank God. It mm-hmm. was actually something that Ukraine fired off. But yesterday for a while there, there were a lot of people that are like, this means war. Let's go to war. We got to make them pay. Can we slow down a bit, please? Including Zelensky, by the way, who oh. was oh, yeah. very much like this is a Russian missile and it's hit a, a NATO country. Like we, we don't, we we want to be super duper sure before we would say anything like that. <laughs> That's and, a nice uh, way of putting it. The yeah. super duper clause. The super duper clause. Yeah. In, in, in Article our, 5. Yes. Yeah. It's important. Uh-huh. And with this situation, like it does seem at some level, maybe cooler heads have prevailed. I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened. It could be that it was just a, a Ukrainian missile that went awry. Could be the opposite. Uh, and that, uh, to uh, me, that missile, actually seems yeah. better. Yeah. Because but, if it was a Russian missile, if it went awry or some rogue just sent it off, that means we're still talking with them. Yeah. And they were like, well, look, 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 sorry, 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 that, that we didn't mean to do that. Or we arrested the guy who did that or mm-hmm. whatever it right. is. That's a good sign. That would be that would be crucial. I yeah. hope I hope we're still at that level because, you know, these things can fly out of control at a moment's notice. And we have a bunch of idiots oh, making here decisions. He is. <laughs> here he is, the biggest denier of global warming I've ever met, and he's talking to me about it could be eight thousand degrees this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs>